Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 9, Best Laid Plans. Mm, that'll be right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, what's going on, buddy? Oh, sir. I'm just over here enjoying some of the best Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we have had in the entire series. Me too, man. I, it's, it's so good, it's almost confusing. <laughs> um, not so much this week, but last week's I'm still a little lost on. I think I got it, but I just don't know how they're going to get out of this loop, if they're in this loop. Um, before we dig down on S.H.I.E.L.D., can I just say, my album is out today. I, the whole, I've been talking about it for a year, I've been working on an album. Uh, it is out today, and I just want to mention it up top. So that if anybody is interested, please go over Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music. MySpace. It's available. Yeah, MySpace. Why not? Uh, it's probably not on MySpace. Um, Napster. It is on like a hundred different websites, so it probably is available. If it, if those if those places sell music, it's probably available because I did it through a distributor. So uh, LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> Stop telling them to steal the music. Listen oh, to sorry. it on a streaming service. If I don't know any other place that has music. It's already free. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but seriously, the album is everywhere. It's called Left to Burn by Matthew Carroll. So just search Matthew Carroll uh, at two T's, two R's, two L's, and uh, you'll find the album. I'll have a link in today's show notes, but also just check it out. Uh, it's everywhere today. So... Really excited to share it with you guys, and I'd love to hear what you think. Um, Matt, I, I just connected the dots that the album is called Left to Burn, mm -hmm. and your first music video, the first single, yeah. is Heart on Fire. That's right, which Left to Burn is a line from that song. There you go. There you there go. You know, see that? The last line you of the see chorus. that, everybody? You're welcome. Yeah, Put, putting it together. It's I'm, like, just, I'm bringing it out I of I am Kaiser Sose, you know? <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, no, check it out. There's a new there's a music video too. I'll be talking about it all for the next few weeks, um, for sure, if not years. So <laughs> if you get a chance, just go check out the check out the album. I would love it if you're a fan of music at all. It's it's the, the album's all over the place. Uh but been working on it for a year. It's finally dropped today. So uh if you're a fan of the podcast and you want to check out what else I do, that's it there, that's it. Yep, I've already received my copy of it. That's right, because I was I was a background Kickstarter. That's right. It's not signed though, so I'm it is kind signed. Of upset. It is signed. Is it? Yeah. Where did you sign the disc? Yeah. Oh, I didn't look at the disc. There you go. I'm sorry, it's the disc. I was looking for my name inside it, and it, it wasn't there. Oh, I didn't pay enough. I just. I, oh, oh yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, why are you? Why are you sorry? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. You're poor. <laughs> So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. talk. <laughs> I just had to let everybody know what was going on with that. Because um, it's a big deal. Big deal in my life. Um, so, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Best laid plans. What did you think, my friend? You know, I thought that not a lot of time passed. Yeah, this, 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 whole, this whole episode say... felt like about 20 minutes of the story. Yeah, yep. It's it's weird to say that not a lot of time passed in a uh, in a time travel scenario yeah. but that's kind of what it felt like it was like they were they were focused on so many different stories 
at the same time. You know, you had what Casayas was going to do. You had what Mac and Yo-Yo were doing. You had what Flint was doing. You had what the, the other survivors of the lighthouse were doing. You had what Phil and his team were doing. And then what Daisy was doing. And then, like, what Deke was doing. Like, there were so many different intertwined stories that they couldn't really, like, make progress on much of it. But the progress that they did make was really freaking cool. Yeah, it was real cool, and a lot of it seemed like a lot of big things happened. I mean, uh, full spoiler alert, by the way, but uh, the death of Cassius's right hand lady—that was yeah, that was a big deal. Sonara. Um, that's that's kind of upsetting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought she was a really cool character, and I also she seemed honorable for the most. I don't know. She was also going around killing people for the most part. She seemed honorable, and she seemed like she was really just trying to do. Uh, what Cassius wanted, and she she just seemed like a, you know, like she a good a really good henchman, good henchman, a good soldier, uh, yeah. but but you know on the wrong side, <laughs> right? Obviously, right. and it does seem to kind of enjoy killing people with those little balls. It, yeah. She's just a cool villain. I mean, like uh, we don't get that many super powered villains that go from episode to episode like she did, and she's you know. Not that she's necessarily super powered, but her her little balls that she uses just made her kind of like a cool signature character. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't I mean, break those out at all in the last in the last episode she's in. Well, the I'm betting that the gravity storm probably had something to do with that. Maybe, yeah. She was gonna be relying on her fisticuffs. Yeah, just her fighting prowess. Just sad that in her final fight she didn't get to use her full weapon, her full range of weaponry. Especially kind of her main weapon. Yeah. Um, do you trust Deke yet? No. I still don't trust Deke. Yeah. He definitely seems like he doesn't want... When it came down to it, he protected Daisy. But he doesn't want her to go back in time. He seemed to really be affected by what his old what the old man said. Yeah. Like, he seems to be like, Don't go back in time, just stay here with me. But alive, yeah. Huh, that... And then the old man, old man Voss is just like, um, no. If she's alive, then there's she'll still a chance. Have a chance to go back in time and fucking kill everybody. Yeah. The old old man's <sighs> a bit of a pessimist. <laughs> he really is. He's a bit of a downer, and you know, it may just be his old age in the in the apocalypse. But like, he could stand to be a little more positive. But he's probably been the same in every loop, so. <laughs> oh, man, that would suck. He's just always trying to kill, always trying to kill her and never can. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's the loop, just, uh, you know, why they were brought there in the first place. Like, he had this plan. He's like, all right, I'm going to kill her. And then they bring him up, and then the loop starts. Mm, I don't, I don't know why that would be, but. Because he brings them to the future, and then Fitz finds a way back. Right, right. He, I, I guess he didn't necessarily bring them to the future, though. The Chromonicon guy did. Well, <clears throat> that's the thing. Enoch, mm-hmm. the sentient Chromacom, uh, I'm sorry, Chronicom, he took them to where the stone was. But the way that they've been talking about the stone is that it resonates and finds, like, it resonates in the matching frequency of a particular instance of the stone 
or the the white monolith or whatever in the past or in a different point in time. So it links up with those and transports between those two points in time. So from what I understand, when they were messing with it on the ship is what brought is like what liquefied it and brought them to this time. Uh, yeah. Like to the future. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I've. That's the, the theory so. that I picked up from it. I guess. Yeah, it's not real clear though. No, it's not. So yeah, I don't know what I don't know what uh don't know what to look for there. Um, but Enoch just brought them to the room and left them there because they were on the list. He was told to by Robin. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like Robin is the only one that has been. Uh, involved in all points of this timeline. Yeah. Because apparently her consciousness exists in all of the points of the timeline. Mm. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. her con- She's slipping in and out of knowing where she is the whole time. Uh, <laughs> it's just so... It's so much more confusing than normal Agents of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. I love a good time travel story, but this one got a little little too timey-wimey for me, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, if you think about think about the, the way that Fitz explains it in Season 3 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, he draws uh, a line on a piece of, or on, a, on the edge of a ream of paper, right? So we see time in those cross-sections, because we, like, we exist and perceive the or rather we exist in the third dimension and perceive uh like cross sections of the fourth dimension time right. as it travels forward she just sees the whole thing she sees the whole line sure and it's like if she sees the whole line at the same time then she can make small adjustments here and there or tell people what to do in certain places and see how it affects the rest of the line it's right, kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 interesting for sure. Um, it's just how does how does how does that work for her? Almost existing outside of time like that. That's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's hard to wrap your brain. around. It is hard to wrap your brain around. Really, how it works. Um, Okay, but in this episode, it's, pr- it's a lot more straightforward than that last episode. We, we're definitely still dealing with the repercussions as time travel, but <laughs> this this is just like, you know, bad guy on the yeah. ship, they need to take off, and then Cassius is trying to to force their hand into, um, you know, giving up the whole fight for freedom down on the below. Yeah, he wants Flint, he wants all of the children under 10, he wants all of his DNA samples that are on the the medical floor. Like, he just wants everybody, or he wants to basically take all of his samples and, and go. Like, he wants to take his marbles and go home. Yeah. And, you know, people aren't having it. People have risen together. People are so fickle in this world. Uh, <laughs> they they like yeah. they were totally yeah, they against are. rising up. Like, no, we will not rise up. And I guess you know a lot has happened, but like they they they've suddenly flipped, and it was it seemed kind of sudden, and it seemed um kind of weird that they're all on board. Like I could see like a couple of them flipping, and then like, but it just seemed like the entirety of the 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 the, the like humans were just all of a sudden on board with a big insurrection. 
Well, it wasn't really even that they had a massive insurrection. It was that, you know, a few key people took out those few patrols and, like, you know, established, like, this this floor is ours. Well, and then they, they also had, had the entirety you know, of the human floors dealing with, like, disarming bombs and putting them where that... They, they, they all jumped on board, which, you know, I guess is, is realistic if you got that tipping point where enough of them jump on board. I guess they all just jump on board, but you just... Yeah, you, snowballs. You'd think there'd still be a few naysayers in the group, like... What are we doing? Why are we trying to do this? We need to stop them. You know? Nah, Flint killed them. That's exactly what happened. Flint's ready to fight, that's for sure. Flint is ready to just, like, wreck everybody he comes across. Yeah, man. I keep thinking that he's, like, in, you know that uh, that bag that he carries? Like, the messenger bag that he has? Yeah. I keep thinking that's just full of rocks. <laughs> I just want it to be full of rocks, and he's just like, ammo. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, he could he could have his hands up, you know, like oh I'm unarmed, and then just like unload on whoever's pointing guns at him. Never lift a finger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a great idea. So there's uh, there's something that we that we see uh, come up that's a bit paradoxical uh, on the Zephyr. They find gravitonium again, and we didn't mention it in the last episode. Gravitonium was is I think what we was did. Like we did talk about the gravitonium. powering and and making the artificial gravity on the lighthouse, but also here, and apparently that's Fitz's design. That's right. But like, how does Fitz know to have the design unless he saw the design in the future? Right. Like, uh, <laughs> it's goofy. Well, it's, it's paradoxical. I mean, the, the entirety of this the storyline is that way, which is why it's kind of hard. It's confusing. Um, nothing that can exist, n- none of this can exist if if the future doesn't happen exactly the same way, uh, or the future past doesn't happen exactly the same way, none of this can exist, but uh, that means they can't change it, and we know they're going to change it. So, yeah. this is this is definitely paradoxical. Yeah. yeah. But it's not just yeah. the gravitonium, it's everything. <laughs> right. Um, but, one could say... On the first time pass through, he created the gravitonium uh, that they use on the Zephyr, uh, and that later that was uh, that 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 version was somehow ganked and used on the station. Could have been, it could have been. Um, I <laughs> I think that he probably again. I'm I'm under the assumption that this loop has been going on for a while. So like first iteration of the loop. It took him a long time to to make the gravitonium, and he's working on it. He's working on it. He's working on it. He's really old, and then finishes it, and then is able to send people back in time, or like go back in time and make a warning, or whatever, or whatever the case may be. Um, and you know, or they activate the the thing and bring everybody forward. And Fitz dies there, and then the loop starts at that point, or something like that. That's what I'm assuming is happening. I don't know. It's, it sounds really goofy saying it out loud, though. <laughs> I just I don't know how to how to say that that's a a decent story. Yeah, it just depends on what kind of time travel they're going with. Um, you get the like sort of Terminator time travel that's like all the same stuff kind of happens, but. The more you fight, you can change the date of it, <laughs> which is kind of right. what you're talking about, or change how yeah. severe it is, or whatever. Uh, but like, 
<laughs> you can't change the severity of like quick destroying the world. Yeah. I mean, you could, I guess. There could be half a world instead of an eighth of a world. <laughs> you could literally it's just this. a little bigger. Yeah. But, like the chunk of landmass is a little bigger Maybe for each loop. Maybe it's time to go through the loop. It's a little bigger until finally it's it's like the whole cookie's there. Yeah, it's like they're unslicing a cookie. It's the time lapse. Yeah, totally. They just they just need to get Doctor Strange involved. That's all there is to it. That's true. Where is Doctor Strange at this point? Right? Like you would think that he would have something to say about all yeah, this. Yeah, supposed to be the protector of one of the protectors of Earth. I don't know why, where he's at. Come on, Doctor Strange. Uh, Damn it. Let's see. Is there any other parts we haven't talked So they do. I love the end of this episode. I love Max saying the ass kicking's just beginning. And then he blows up not only his, you know, he's blown up his stores downstairs. Then he blows up all the DNA and samples that he has in his hand or like on that cart. And it's just like, Cassius is in trouble. <laughs> and I really love, oh, yeah. I love that they've turned the tables. Um, it's not, uh, you know, a lot of times these come down to like that final moment. The good, bad guy wins, bad guy wins, bad guy wins until there's that final moment where you, they twist it and, and yep. grab the, the win out of the jaws of defeat or whatever. But like this, one, I love that like they've already turned the tables and it's just like, now they just have to, we just have to watch as, as this plays out. Cassius <laughs> yep. is so scared, but oh, we, and we didn't talk about it. after the credits. Uh, we have he has an oracle of his own. Yeah, he has his own oracle. Do you think that's going to be someone that we know? I don't know, man. Um, Who do we know that's been an oracle? Uh, there was uh, Reina. Yep, I was thinking about Reina. That would that would be amazing if Reina came back. Well, I mean, he could resurrect her, you know. That's true. If the body was around or That's true. remains were found. It could just whatever. be another inhuman that he's he's made over the years. Oh, no. What? What if uh what if it's the um the kid from the Inhumans? <laughs> uh which kid? Oh yeah, that that would be that'd be a bad decision. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah, writers yeah, to make. It would. Um, they yep. finally, they like, finally bring some connectivity in. They like plan it year. They probably had to plan that a year in advance to bring this kid into shield. And then they, they chose to connect to the war show. Yep. The war show. <laughs> it's like, you no, ow. Why? It could, now, uh, could be, oh gosh. Uh, now he died, I think in Inhumans, but Car- Karnak, is he the one that saw the future? Or saw a dis- uh, result of decisions? Yeah, that was Karnak, Karnak. And Karnak is alive. Okay. I couldn't remember. Did did he not die? And then did he come back, I guess? Oh, that's right. He did come <sighs> back. Yeah, he died and his buddy put him in that machine and had him go back through. That, no, that, that was Gorgon. Oh, Gorgon was it Gorgon that died? Okay, see, I'm, I'm... Gorgon was the one that died. Okay, see, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all turned around. Anyway, yeah, Karnak... Would be a much better if he showed up. I'd be excited. I think that's just because you like Karnak. Uh, it is. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> like that one character, the only character I enjoyed on that show. Yep. And he's and yep. he and maybe he's telling Cassius the results of his actions. It could be good, but I'd, I'd, I don't know that I would like that. I'd love to see Reina though. Yeah, 
Raina would be yeah. Like, having her great. back would be awesome. Yeah, especially if uh, if well, no, she didn't get her uh, her sight power, like her oracle power, until she went through Terra Genesis. Right. So she would be like spiky and and yeah. I don't. Uh, there's no way they bring Raina back. She's too big a star now. I think she won face. an Oscar last year. Did she? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that she won. She was nominated, and I can't remember if she won or not. She was like best actress in um. Uh, oh gosh. There's a movie about it was a movie about um, interracial marriage and them them being like it was like a true story about this couple that was like interracially married in like the 40s or 50s or something that had all their persecution they have to go through um, and it's, it's supposedly just super intense good movie um, but I can't remember the name of it right now um, but she's also in preacher right now so she's probably too busy. Okay. A, okay. Ruth Nega is her name. Loving. 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 Yeah. Ruth Nega, and she's she's been great in everything she's been in. Um, she was great in Agents of Shield, great in Preacher, and in Loving. Supposedly she was amazing. I never saw it, <laughs> but it's supposedly great. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, it looks like it came out what last year? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's let's, oh. let's check out some uh, some of the feedback. What do you think? Sure. Just real quick, did you know that Ruth Nega's partner is listed as dominic cooper no i didn't know that that's great uh that's we're tying past to present yeah that he'd be he'd be a great uh just like charlie from lost was also an oracle um (laughs) you you ever saw lost no i'm sorry he has a near-death experience and starts seeing visions of the future as well very similar, and they're all they're all related to death. He basically has the same power as Robin. So yeah, let's say Dominic Cooper is going to show up. Oh crap! I'm thinking of Dominic Monahan. <laughs> but no, Dominic. That makes sense because they're on Preacher together. Dominic Cooper is the main character of Preacher, and she is his love interest on Preacher. Oh, that's so cute. that's they must have fallen in love on the set or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it started in 2010. So maybe a oh little bit gosh, that? that's way before. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That was they must have been like already together before they ever got that show. That's cool. Yeah. That was way back before he was Howard Stark. Mm, was it? Yep. because uh, first Avenger came out in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, somewhere in there. He was definitely already playing Howard Stark. He may not have been out yet. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Oh well. Feedback? Yes, feedback. <laughs> feedback. All right, so Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rampant speculation below. Possible spoilers. Zeke is baby Fitzsimmons. He wears a mask when we first see him, just like Fitz. Has rebuilt the framework. Has other tech no one else would have. His dad carried around a piece of the monolith obsessively and couldn't get over it when Zeke's mother died. Fitz declares that no matter what they do, Gemma dies every time. He doesn't say how old she is when she dies. Speaking of Fitz, I think he may ultimately be the key to all of this. Everyone else jumps into the future via the monolith, so if they go back to the past, there's still only one version of themselves at that point in time. Fitz took the long way, quote-unquote, meaning that at any given point in time when we see him flashed back, forward, back, there's a second Fitz frozen and asleep. Uh, the quote-unquote daisy they showed destroying the Earth is totally an LM daisy, uh, like the one that shot Talbot 
uh, or I'm sorry, Talbot, or that exact one. I can't remember if they killed it. Uh, the giveaway is even if she went back in time, our Daisy's powers don't work, and she doesn't have the gauntlets. Yes, they could fix both of those things, but this is rampant speculation. Hmm. I, they did kill that particular Daisy bot. But there were a bunch of those. There were a bunch of Daisy bots. So there could be a um, Daisy bot around. Um, that one got burned by Ghost Rider's chain in such a badass sequence. Yeah, I really like the use of Ellen Daisy. Gotta give you props on that, Nathaniel. I like it. Good coinage. <laughs> um, so, I like the idea of uh, Zeke is Fitz and Simmons' baby. I don't know if the timeline works out. How how many years is this supposed to be in the future? I never have gotten a good grasp on that. Have they said? Um, well, we know that Robin... Something, something around 70. Uh, yeah, we know Robin seems like she's about 70 or 80. Um, or even 60, I don't even know. So, so I guess it is feasible that uh, Fitz and Simmons could still be alive, and that they could have a child that old. Um, but I'm not sure if they could have a child that old in this world, <laughs> without the proper technology around. Not that they yeah. don't have their own technology, they could probably build themselves a, a clinic. <laughs> Fertility clinic. Um... Yeah, so I like the idea. I like the idea a lot. I like, and it's interesting that. But the only problem is, is it fits. There's a yes. There's a frozen sleeping fits out there. Um, and then there's a fits that went back in time and grew old. There's a possibility there's two fitzes, but if one wakes up, it's not like they can use that because if one wakes up, he never goes back. That's not true. If like he could wake up and be told like, "Hey, we need your help," but at the end of it, we got to put you back in the box. Right. Easy. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that's like a the Legends of Tomorrow kind of thing where it's like, "All right, we can do as much as you want, but we got to drop you off right where we picked you back up." Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's true. Except that you'd think Fitz would have a memory of that at this point. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they neuralized him. <laughs> they just wiped him real quick. Yeah. Anyway, good, good, good. Uh, all good speculation. All good speculation. Yeah, I like it. I like it all. All right. Uh, Kayla Sieben said to us on Facebook, if Gemma dies in this season, I'm quitting the MCU and going over to DC. I've only seen Gotham, but no one ever actually dies in that show, so I feel like I won't have to care. <laughs> Hashtag no more heartbreak. <laughs> I, I totally understand your uh, desire for there not to be any more death of your favorite characters, but, you know, what is life without death? You gotta have a little, uh... Continued life? You gotta have a little pain for for the life to have any meaning. Yeah, but not that pain. Like, come on. Leave Fitzsimmons alone. Enough has happened to them. I have a feeling she's going to die, but I have a feeling that through... He will, <laughs> he's already do, do, dove across the universe. He's slept for 60 years. He's done all this stuff. I have a feeling he's going to figure out a way to bring her back. <laughs> <laughs> he dove across the universe. He, uh, he slept through time. Yep. He's done a lot for her. He's laid down through the apocalypse for her. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem nearly as, as uh, uh, interesting 
when you say he laid down through the apocalypse, sounds lazy. Yeah. It was, well, anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was sleeping. Yeah, he know? was. That real he tired. Was. He's real tired, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just, I need a little bit of a nap, a little icy nap. All right, uh, Michael Sprague said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, listening to the latest hashtag Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. review, found this article on the timeline. Sounds like Matt was right. Um, And it's quite the article. Yeah, I, have, I haven't had a chance to read the article yet, so did you read the article? Uh, It's about uh, 15 trillion pages long, <laughs> so not all of it. Okay, well, I'm going to have to check that out and see... Maybe maybe I'll read that and I'll be able to well explain the timeline next week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. Because they, uh, they go into detail about every little time frame, like what happened between 2017 and 2091, uh, what happened in 2018. Then well, based on this like, week's episode, I think you were right. I, you know, I think so too. So, so I don't know. I don't know what this <laughs> this this timeline thing says, but based on this week's episode, because la- and maybe he just had us backwards, because sometimes people get that backwards. But it, it's it sounded like uh, uh, the 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 versions of them in the past are definitely versions that have lived this future, and all the stuff that happens, including her destroying the Earth, is all part of the future uh, to these characters. <laughs> It's their future relative to them. Yes. Not relative to time. Not relative to actual time. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to think about it like big picture, man. Yeah. <sighs> it's it's odd to think, like, because they show Robin and everybody in the Zephyr uh, in 2022. And apparently at some point in 2018, Daisy destroyed the world. Like... It seemed like they were they were flying in like 2018, 2020, somewhere in that range, or they were at the lighthouse, and it's not really it's not really cohesive what happened in between the quake incident and like them living wherever they wherever it is. That yeah, they're which I mean, that, I think I think we're gonna get that over the next few. Um... The next season, I mean, this, this coming season, the rest of this, like, whenever we get done with this future storyline, we're going to have to go back and they're going to have to deal with, like, we heard them say there were aliens in the sky. I'm assuming that's still going to happen unless they somehow retroactively, like, defeat the aliens in the past from the future. <laughs> like, they're still going to have aliens appearing in the sky, even if they stop Quake from destroying the Earth. Or get out of here with your Kang the Conqueror conjecture. <laughs> well, that's just what they they said. They said there were aliens in the sky, and that's what they were going off to face when uh, when she broke the world. Apparently, I really, honestly, like that sounds a lot like they're trying to be big in Infinity War. Like Quake's gonna do something in Infinity War. Oh yeah, Thanos, you want the Earth? Well, you can't have it because I'm gonna break it. Yeah. Uh, that would be great. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Don't see it happening, but you know, it it is yeah. possible that that is they're somehow tying in like maybe that's how in maybe we get to see an alternate version of Infinity War that goes with this timeline where she breaks the world. But then, you know, they stop her because that's what they're trying to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like they go back and stop her and it's just like when they stop her, that's the version of the timeline that the movie is in. Like, hey, they saved the movie. Yeah. Or rather, they saved the universe for the movie so that the movie could happen. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, totally. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was really important. Clearly. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy said to us also on Facebook, Possible Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spoiler slash rampant speculation. Call him my shot now. Reyna is the other seer. Reasoning... They said it would be shocking, and Clark Gregg tweeted an old picture of her. <laughs> I don't remember seeing that tweet. I didn't see that tweet, but that's cheating. Uh, that's cheating. <laughs> you know, we came up with it just now, not knowing about no tweets. <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing. Uh, I think. I, I think. I think. It's, I would love if it's Reina. I really would. Yeah, that would be really killer. She's a, an amazing actress, and I'd love to see her come back in her original form. With her powers, would be badass. Oh, like um, without the spikes? Yeah, just I just want to see Ruth Nega show up and, and get to act, not through a bunch of spikes. <laughs> yeah, not have to make some weird sound with her nose. Well, yeah, and Cassius, uh can bring people back from the dead. We know that. He also has a thing for keeping people like looking perfect. You notice we haven't seen any weird Inhumans. Like none of them have looked yeah, weird. Yeah, they probably get new. killed. Uh, in this world and he has this thing about people looking per- perfect so maybe he has some way of like getting out the physical ramifications of Genesis. yeah that really probably saves a lot on the budget for Vex yeah totally <laughs> good on you Cassius thanks yeah, thanks Cassius good job <laughs> alright RPRP said to us on uh, in an email uh, it said, back in the Gravitonium episode, uh, season one, episode three, Professor Hall, Graviton, has a line, I've seen the future, Mr. Coulson. Not that I believe he's Cassius a seer, or that the Gravitonium somehow showed him exactly what would happen to the Earth, uh, but with the elements slowly coming back into play, I wonder if that was extreme foreshadowing. I'm also curious if the agents find out Gravitonium actually is the cause of the Earth shattering. If that's the case... Daisy could have sent that big blob of it from season one in a Quinjet headed for space only to have Graviton finally break from his prison and destroy the Earth accordingly. Uh, Not as good a plot twist as Thanos, but I've come to terms with not expecting him showing up. Mm. Mm. Uh, He continues, also this is half speculation, half spoiler, so spoilculation. But the episode 15 cast list includes an actor playing young Von Strucker. Maybe Fitz calibrates the monolith wrong and sends the team too far back in time, making the second pot a stretch of now we have to get back from 1985, which would, of course, require a bunch of Back to the Future references. It also wouldn't hurt to get Haley Atwell's return to the show, finally. <laughs> I love that the idea of really the Back cool. to the Future references. Um, have you seen the show Future Man at all? I have not. I have not. There's this new show on Hulu... Uh, Produced by uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, of all people. Uh, <laughs> and it's called Future Man, and it stars the guy who played PETA on the Hunger Games movies. Yeah. Um, it is great. <laughs> and it's a it's a time travel thing, and they're just constantly referencing other time travel things and, like, doing... Because the, the character is a modern-day human, so he knows all the stories. So as they're going back, he's like talking about oh like terminator or like oh we need to do this like in back to the future like 
Um, it's it's super. I remember good. seeing a, a trailer for it where um, they show up and they're like, "Oh, you've beaten our game." And he's like, "This is this is the last or no? Uh, yeah, this is the last Starfighter." Yeah, this, this is, the last is exactly Starfighter. the premise of the last Starfighter. Yeah, exactly. It's super good. <laughs> it's super good. Yeah. Um, they he beats a video game, and then they come back in time, just like in Last Starfighter, to to bring him to the future to help them fight the war. And then they're they're like, "What do you mean? What's a video game?" And he's yep. like. He's like, the thing you sent me. And they're like, you mean the battle simulation? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? People in your time play games of, of, of things they're not actually good at? <laughs> and they're Ouch. just confused and don't understand. And so he's just this disappointing savior that they find. <laughs> it's, real, it's real good. It's, real, it's really, it's kind of crass and, you know, not... Uh, not real family friendly, but it's it's super good. I'm all about it, man. Um, but it's another show that Seth Seth Rogen and um, Evan Goldberg have proved themselves as good writing and directing teams, even if they're you know even if you don't like their other movies. You know, we got a lot of of, uh, of chatter on social media about that kind of comment. Yes, we la- did from last week. <laughs> Holy yes, we crap! Um, oh. We'll talk about some of that tomorrow on our news episode. Um, oh, it's funny. But so gravitonium. In the case, in the case of the gravitonium, the gravitonium he sees the future. I don't know. I've seen I mean, the future, Mister Colson. That's a weird line, especially before he's in the gravitonium. I don't know. Maybe that was just like him posturing, being like oh, I'm a big bad scientist. Surely you know, we're gonna get him again this in the season. I mean, there's been too much gravitonium usage to not get him back. Yeah, I think and you're at the right. end of that episode, we saw a hand coming out of the gravitonium. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. We know he's he's alive, and we know he was in the only gravitonium we know of. It's possible this is just a separate batch of gravitonium, but I feel like Cassius found <laughs> that batch somehow and what is. What if they split it. up that batch of gravitonium and he's just been cut to pieces and distributed around the world? Uh, well, depends. I mean, if if he's still conscious, that could make him even more frightening. If he's just like this, like I am everywhere, all seeing, all knowing gravitonium force, it could be could be pretty insane. It could be, but it could also be really, really funny. Where he's just like, he's watching it all happen, we can't do anything about it. He's like, no, no, don't cut my arm off! <laughs> but that's, you know, that's goofy brain talking. Yeah, that's goofy brain. Um, yeah. You know, now that I think about it, you know the the guy who is in season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. who ends up with the gravitonium at the end? I don't remember his name, he's just like the rich oh, guy. Oh, uh, Quinn. Uh, Quinn, who was originally introduced in the gravitonium episode. Yeah. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Cassius a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he does. What if what if Quinn's just like is Cassius? Oh no, that'd be that'd be a really fun twist. <laughs> I don't think he is Cassius. <laughs> he just can't uh, be. turned himself blue or something, <laughs> and convinced all of the other Cree that he is in fact Cree, and that he was their son and brother. <laughs> it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. He just kind of reminds me of the guy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I bet they would be best friends. And and the fact that he now has is in possession of the Gravitonium, whereas Quinn was the last person we saw with it. 
Um, but yeah, best friends. We'll call them best friends. <laughs> yeah, they're best friends. He's the seer. Quinn's the seer. We hey, blew this that, case wide open. That's not a bad idea. Um, if Quinn did something in the past to give himself seeing powers. Um, yeah. I'm hoping for Reyna, though. Definitely hoping for Reyna. Reyna was in the last scene we saw the Gravitonium. Was she? She was. At the end of season one, when they're splitting up, it's Reyna, uh, Quinn, and someone else. Some other Hydra person. And they all split up. And, and Quinn takes the Gravitonium with him. And that's the last time we saw it. It was when they were raiding the... Uh, yeah, they were, they were raiding, raiding the fridge. The, the fridge, was that it? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, I thought they shot that into the sun. And then Bill Paxton told us, no, they actually save it all. Yeah. It's all it's the fridge. Just, yeah. Which I, hmm. I, I totally called that. When they first shipped it off to the sun, I was like, that's totally going somewhere else. S.H.I.E.L.D. would not shoot that into the sun. Right. And, but that, at valuable. the time, we didn't know it was Hydra, but I just thought S.H.I.E.L.D. wouldn't do it. <laughs> Hydra definitely wouldn't do it. No, definitely. All right. Well, that is all our feedback. You got anything else for this uh, this episode? You want to say? Uh not really. Uh, I got a little bit of uh, a little bit of conjecture of the next uh, couple of episodes. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Agents of Shield is going to be on hiatus through pretty much all of February, except for uh, really? the next episode, episode ten. Yeah, they're going to be on hiatus until March. Um, oh wow. The Winter Olympics are going to do a number on on uh, television. So where they were, like they were saying before that it was just going to be like start to finish, unstopped, you know, just like no breaks going, going until the end. And now they're like, ah, you know, that may not be a great idea. Okay, so we'll get it this Friday and then we'll have a break, which, you know what that means? That means next week, we, or not next week, but the next week we can finish Punisher. And we can do at least one, maybe two commissioned episodes. Yeah. We got, a few, we we got a few weeks off. Well, let's get some of these commissioned episodes ever. done. We've been trying forever. With all the sickness and moving, we hadn't gotten well, we to commissioned can, episodes. We can also talk forever about Black Panther. For sure. Oh, yeah. No, that's happening. But that, what is that? The 17th? Uh, that is coming out on the... Pause for a moment. Nope, won't pause. I'm going to talk through it. <laughs> uh, February 16th is when that's coming out in the States. Um, I'm going to see it on the 15th at 7 p.m. in Sweet. the Riverview well, GDX Theater. We'll, we'll talk off cast about it. I'm supposed to be on tour that day, but I might be in town. It just depends. This one, one gig is having a hard time confirming. Um, but uh, yeah, that sounds awesome, man. Pretty excited. Um, so... That's all for us. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Uh, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, also, I mentioned it at the beginning of the cast, but my album, Matthew Carroll, uh, Left to Burn, is out now on everywhere you can get music, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, uh, CD Baby, my website, everywhere you can listen to music, my album's there. So please check it out. I would really, really appreciate it. Uh, I would love to share it with you guys. Um, it means a ton to me. I put, a t- put pretty much my entire year uh, into this. So 
Um, and, and honestly, even more than that, because I've been some of the songs are even older, and I've been writing this album forever, basically. And it's finally time that this album came to fruition. So, been a, oh yeah, over Pilots and Sailors is on there. Yeah, man, Pilots and Sailors. There's about four song, four or five of the songs of the twelve songs are like older songs that made it onto the album. I I, I tried to write all as many new tunes as I could just to like make sure it was packed with goodness, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. The other thing uh, that I wanted to tell everybody is, uh, on top of the album itself, we're doing the Matthew Carroll podcast. Um, me and Spencer Roder, uh, who is previously of Pursuit of the Trivial uh, podcast with me, he has helped me out, and we're basically doing a breakdown of every track on the album and doing a podcast about it, and and kind of the making of the album. And I'm not even sure where it'll go past that, but we're talking about some things. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it should be on iTunes in the next week or two. So uh, be keeping an eye out, and I will tell everyone as soon as it, hit, it hits iTunes, so everybody can go listen and save and subscribe because it will we'll need the help from our listeners to get this podcast off the ground. It'd be awesome. Um, yeah, man, uh, that's all I got. Cool. Well. Yeah, I guess it's time for me to say... Say what? Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 